Hey everyone, welcome to the Daily Word. I'm really glad that you've joined me. And for our Daily Word today, we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 8. I'd like to share verses 1 to 3 with you. And then let's talk just for a few minutes today about knowledge, love, and our conscience. So if you would, hear the word of the Lord. Now, regarding your question about food that has been offered to idols, Yes, we know that we all have knowledge about this issue. But while knowledge makes us feel important, it is love that strengthens the church. Anyone who claims to know all the answers doesn't really know very much. But the person who loves God is the one whom God recognizes. So, friends, the background of this really is the, the Roman... Uh, the Roman culture's practice of pagan worship. The, uh, there, there were all of, as you know, there were all of these Roman gods, all of these pagan gods, and, and there would, would be worship of those. And, and many times those were connected in with, for instance, trade guilds. And so a trade guild would have a, a certain god or goddess, small g, of course, that they're related to, a, a pagan god, and, and they, would, uh, they would throw these, these wild parties where there would be uh, much drinking and eating, and, uh, and not to be indelicate about this, but um, there was a, a, a very lascivious sexual component to, uh, to these things, and the, the the participation in these was supposedly worship. Now, a part of this whole this whole party was uh, generally a sacrifice that would be made in worship of this pagan god, and and so some of that meat would be consumed there, but some of it would would make its way to the marketplace where it would simply be sold as a, as a product. So uh, we see in, in 1 Corinthians here between chapter 8 and chapter 10 that Paul's making a distinction here between uh, actually participating in these rituals and these wild parties and eating the meat there as a sacrifice to that pagan god. There's a big distinction between that and just buying meat that's in the marketplace that perhaps in its past, was sacrificed as a part of one of these, these rituals, taking it home, cooking it, and, and eating it. Um, now, in, uh, in 10, 19 to, to 26, we, uh, we read this. What am I trying to say? I'm saying that food offered to idols has some significance, or that gods, uh, or that idols are real gods. No, not at all. I'm saying that these sacrifices are offered to demons, not to God. And I don't want you to participate with demons. You cannot drink from the cup of the Lord and from the cup of demons too. You cannot eat at the Lord's table and at the table of demons too. What? You, do, you, do we dare to rouse the Lord's jealousy? Do you think we are stronger than he is? You say, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. You say, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. Don't be concerned for your own good, but for the good of others. 
So you may eat any meat that is sold in the marketplace without raising questions of conscience, for the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Now, he mentions, and, and we're going to talk just, uh, just for a couple of minutes about the background of this. He mentions the connection between idolatry, this, this pagan idolatry, and demons. And there certainly is a connection. And we certainly know the practices are a bit different today, but we certainly know that, that Satan and his demons are very interested in luring us always into idolatry. That is, that is attributing to things that are unworthy uh, what only belongs to God, giving our worship, giving our lives over to mere things when we're made for God. Of course, uh, Satan and his demons are always interested in encouraging in that way. And we see we, we see that idolatry is this pathway uh, that, that that's this the sin is a is a pathway into deeper and deeper darkness. Um, I, I'd share with you just a, a couple of passages that are in the background of this as the Lord reveals true to us in Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 17, they offered sacrifices to demons which are not God, to gods they had not known before. So as we see ancient Israel worshiping these false gods, these idols, there, there is a demonic connection to this. There is a darkness to this participation with idols. And, and we read in Psalm 106, this is beginning in verse 34, Israel failed to destroy the nations in the land as the Lord had commanded them. Instead, they mingled among the pagans and adopted their evil customs. They worshiped their idols, which led to their downfall. They even sacrificed their sons and their daughters to demons, right? So very, very dark stuff. And, and so Paul is, is certainly condemning any participation in this idolatry where you would actually be engaging in this. And now we know that today this looks, this looks very different, but our, our world is always drawing us toward idolatry, as we read in Romans 1, to, to worship created things rather than the Creator. And it, it is always a road that leads deeper and deeper into darkness. And so even as Paul's making this distinction and saying very clearly, you can't drink from a demon's cup and from the Lord's cup. You can't sit at a demon's table and at the Lord's table. You have to make a choice. You cannot participate in this pagan worship. Even as he's making that distinction, he's saying essentially it is, it is morally, biblically permissible to partake of this meat that's sold in the marketplace because you know, there, there's, there's nothing about it that's somehow magically tainted. It's not that, but he says, he says, in essence, take pause though with this, because what you need to consider is not that you know that these are not real gods and that this meat is just fine and the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Okay, you know all of that, but what you must think about in the case of eating meat from the marketplace is this principle of love. 
that our concern must be to strengthen the church, to strengthen one another in faith and encourage one another in our relationship uh, with God. And, and so we can know there's this distinction between these two. And yet by pressing that, that knowledge, pridefully pressing that knowledge, we could actually do harm, Paul says, we could do harm to one another and uh, in our faith, because you've got somebody here who, as a matter of conscience, God has, has spoken to their conscience and they don't feel right about taking part in this. Uh, it could have been, just as a for instance, it could have been that the person who feels conscience bound not to even partake of this meat from the, the marketplace, it could have been that they were so deep in with these rituals, with these wild parties and all of this lasciviousness that God has just told them to flee completely, to have nothing to do with it, to not even touch anything that's gone anywhere near it. It could be that that's what God has placed on their hearts. And, and Paul is saying to them, listen, it's our duty to love and protect one another, not to pridefully press this knowledge that if this is on somebody's conscience, then, then respect it, honor it, and even help with it. Now, today, for the sake of conscience, this obviously looks different, but it could be that, that there's a conviction on somebody's heart uh, about watching a certain show, that I don't, I don't feel like the Lord wants me to, to watch that certain, certain show. Uh, it could be that I, I feel a conscience bound to not play certain games, um, you know, certainly to like, for instance, to not gamble. It could be that someone is, is it feels conscience bound not to drink alcohol, to uh, go to certain events. Uh, but, but what we recognize is that the Lord is actually working in each of our lives. And he is, he is actually helping us to move out of idolatry and sin, out of that darkness and into the light. And we, and we have to honor what God's doing in, in the lives of others and not, not harm them, uh, not discourage them, not distract them from what God is doing in their lives, but actually encourage one another in love. And, and that's the whole principle here is that, that the Lord has given us into each other's care. And so, uh, friends, as we're seeking to apply this today, Let's just seek to see how it is that we could love and encourage one another as the Lord speaks into our lives, as the Lord leads us from darkness into light. And may it be so in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And friends, until we have a chance to speak again, I pray that God would bless you and that he would keep you.